Dwyer and Michaels, happy Veterans Day. One veteran we've <clears throat> told you about, we've had you, uh, we've had on this show before, um, came back from service and wanted to find yet uh, another higher calling. Um, Jake Wood put Team Rubicon together, and they go and help in the in the event of a disaster. Uh, they travel around the globe uh, helping people. Uh, Jake just put just wrote a book about it. Uh, Once, a, Once warrior. a Warrior, How a Veteran Found a New Mission Closer to Home. Jake Wood is on the phone with us. Good morning. Happy Veterans Day, Jake. Thanks for chatting with us. Thanks for serving. Thanks for serving. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for having me on, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to join you. So tell us more about Team Rubicon. Let's, let's begin there. Yeah. Uh, so Team Rubicon is a nonprofit that I uh, started uh, about 11 years ago, and it was... Uh, you know, we started it a couple months after I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, really in response to the Haiti earthquake. And over the last decade, uh, we've, we've built into one of the fastest growing nonprofits in America. And really what we do is we, just as you said in your intro, we, we take military veterans and we train them, organize them, and deploy them for disaster response work around the world and, and here in America. And I think the last time we talked to you, we hit on something it it's uh, you guys who have served our country have special skills and once your service is i guess for lack of a better term finished y- you have this this knowledge this specialized skill but no, no what, place to practice no place it. to put it and you said hey let's take those skills and mm-hmm. bring them in where they can most be used in a in a beneficial way is that pretty accurate Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that is. You know, I mean, I, I think it's it's really interesting when you think about it. We spend hundreds of billions a year training these men and women in the military, right? We we give them incredible skill sets. We ask them to be able to execute those skills in some of the most austere environments on the planet when the stakes are really high. And when those people get out of the military, they take all of that experience. They take all that those incredible skills and they go home to their communities and, you know, maybe they reapply them in whatever their civilian career is. Oftentimes they don't, but the government's not asking them to continue to do anything with them. And what's amazing is that those people, they, they, you know, some people would say, or they would hesitate to ask those men and women to continue to serve. because They would say something to the effect of, Oh, well, they've already served so much. I think that's actually a discredit to those men and women. I think that they want to continue to serve. We're just not asking them to. And so that's really what Team Rubicon's tapping into. Mm. Uh, is it difficult for you um, if, to to transition, if, if you've transitioned, or taken on the additional role of organizer, uh, planner, Executor. I mean, I realize these are these are just missions that all of you guys uh, and ladies in Team Rubicon are accomplishing. But has it changed how you serve? Ooh. Has what changed how we serve? How from your military service to how Team Rubicon operates? Uh, I mean, there's just it's such a it's such a larger operation than you were probably responsible for uh, in your service. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, yes, of course. I mean, I, I was just a sergeant in the Marine Corps, right? So I was I was on a little six-man sniper team. Um, and so the, the scope and breadth of, of my individual service is much different here in, in Team Rubicon. But I, I think at its core, 
you know, Team Rubicon is a mission that is larger than the people that comprise it, right? And that's what, that's what the military is all about. You know, it's people that join to serve something larger than themselves. They're inspired by that. They're motivated by it. They find purpose in that. And I, and I think Team Rubicon is the same thing. You know, it's, of course, it's, you know, that, that, that persistent danger isn't there. The stakes aren't quite as high. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're moving into these communities, you're going into these countries that have been devastated by, you know, whether it's a tornado or a derecho, you know, yeah, yeah. which I've never heard of before this year. Join the club, um, Jake. Right. Know. None of us have. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. And there's still buildings and, you know, missing from foundations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, today, there's still yeah. the, the, the devastation is incredible. Uh, COVID is another exactly. is another thing you guys have uh, have uh, acted against or or to help out. Uh, just kind of weird to con- to to picture like Team Rubicon as dudes who are out delivering groceries to people who just can't get out of their houses right now. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a wide scope of service uh, and really how you guys can put anybody's skill set to use. Yeah, you know, we did we did uh, such a and we have continued to do such a wide range of activities in response to COVID, and it ranged from packing groceries, like you said, and delivering it to front doors, which you know, yeah, not not as high you know high profile, exciting uh, mission as we're as we're used to. But hey, at the end of the day, man, stuff needs to get done. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it right. And and that's really the attitude. But, uh, you know, we also, you know, we sent medics into Navajo Nation and treated 3,000 COVID-positive patients. So we were doing some crazy stuff, too, um, and everything in between. And uh, the, uh, Jake Wood is on the phone with us, the co-founder, uh, CEO of Team Rubicon. How many volunteers are you up to now? Any idea? We've got a, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got, it's one of those things I have to keep an idea of. We, we've, uh we've got about 130,000 people uh, that have registered as, as volunteers for the organization. And which guy really isn't pulling his weight, if you could pick one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you were right. There's certainly questions he's going to get on our show that he doesn't get anywhere This is good else. practice. This is how the media treats you guys, that's man. What, that's what Jake needs is practice. How many times did you go around the country speaking on the course of a year? <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so funny. Let me ask you this, uh, and it, it it took we we do the, the, some of the veterans here do a welcome home dance, and we got a call that I will never ever forget from a guy served his country. I believe he was a Vietnam vet, and he said, "You know, I really didn't do a whole lot. I didn't see much action, and I feel like I don't belong. I feel like that's not for me." And I took that, mm-hmm. and I remembered him saying that, and I want to ask you this. We're, it's, you see it all over Facebook. You'll hear it on our show, on, on the news, whatever. Thank a veteran today. I heard somebody say, I don't know how to respond when somebody says, hey, thanks for your service. And what is, have you ever heard that, Jake? It makes some people uncomfortable. Yeah, I, so what do they say or what should they say? Maybe. Yeah. 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 I'm one of those people who doesn't quite know how to respond. And I'll tell you, I, I, I I know a guy, uh, actually Navy SEAL, a good friend of mine, uh, his name's Clint, down in, down in Dallas, Texas, and he, he responds by saying, you know, you were worth it, basically meaning like you were worth serving for, which I think is really powerful, but you know, I've been reflecting on that over the last couple of weeks, because this is something he told me several years ago, and, and I, as I've been sitting here thinking about that throughout this year, which has just been an awful year, and Americans are treating each other so terribly, I thought, 
are we still worth it? You know, and, and it's almost like you got to now in 2020, in the midst of everything going on, you got to you got to almost challenge people to be worth it. You know, like live live your life like Americans should live it, so that it's worth fighting for. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know, but uh, well, the last thing we want to do is make any veterans feel uncomfortable or put them on the spot. Or uh, I think we as civilians just expect them to know the answer to that i did see a great response from a young lady i was at uh the the oasis uh on my way up to chicago and she was in in full dress uh, uniform and i said thanks for your service and she said thank you for your support and i thought man that's that's a perfect simple response that's easy to remember Um, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, that you're not the only one who who feels uncomfortable because I don't think every, that's not people's intention. You know, they of course not. we're of trying course to have not. a dialogue with people. And, you know, the last thing you want is to be, thank you, f- too. What you're, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Turn into exactly, Ricky Bobby. You don't exactly. know what to do with your words or your hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things I always tell people on Veterans Day, though, is you know, thanking people for their service is great, but take it one step farther and, and, and actually just ask them about it. You know, and so maybe better than thank you for your service is, hey, tell me where you served, tell me what you did. You know, give yeah. them the opportunity to share their story, uh, give yourself the opportunity to learn a little bit more about what that experience is like. Okay. Uh, I had a I had a great conversation uh, with an old fart at a VFW uh, up in Galena, and I got to tell you, you know, I don't think he and I had one thing in common except I wanted to hear about what he did, and he wanted to tell me. And you know, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of Miller High Lifes later, and man, I felt like uh, I felt like this guy was one of my family, and I guess in the most basic way, uh, he really is. Um, yeah. Jake, Jake Wood is on the phone. Um, his new book is called Once a Warrior, How a Veteran Found a New Mission Closer to Home, and it's all about Team Rubicon. And I, I haven't read it yet, and which I, I could kick myself for because I really like to have the book already uh, committed to memory before we talk to somebody about it. But I feel like Team Rubicon is the kind of thing that you don't necessarily need to know the nuts and bolts of to be able to figure out you know, what it's all about. Uh, I think the next thing is uh, how can people get involved? Uh, they can go to For sure. TeamRubiconUSA.org. Uh, you don't have to be former military to be part of Team Rubicon. Anybody who's willing to help and willing to get trained to help, uh, Jake will train you. Uh, and then you can, right. you can be part of the, the, the help. Um, something you just said to me uh, will stick with me for the uh, for the a long time. Americans are treating each other so terribly right now. That dude, that just cut me right to the right to the bone. It is so true. Yeah. But what what can we do differently, Jake? You know, when when silence equals violence, or if you voted for this one and not not that one, you must endorse hate. You know, you, people don't want to talk. Listen, we. Yeah, listen, we need to find perspective. We need to we need to believe that the other side has a perspective that we don't. We need to seek a way to understand it. You know, that's the only way that we can gain empathy. And empathy is what we're lacking right now. We refuse to believe that the other side has any merit and uh you know, that they that they are suffering in any way. And that's just you know, we, we can't solve problems like that. 
I've been fortunate enough that I've seen, you know, every corner of America, I've seen the worst of it. I've seen the best of it, um, through the work that I've done. And so I have that perspective. Um, and, uh, and I think more Americans just need to get outside of their bubble on both sides, right? This is a problem on both sides. Let me be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only way we're going to, we're going to solve this problem is if we can come together and actually understand one another, if we can see one another for who they are, and we're just not there yet. Our, our analogy on election day was, wouldn't it be nice if you look at people who vote differently than you and take it no farther than a Hawkeye fan goes with a Cyclones fan or a Badger fan yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, I hate you. You suck. But at the end of the day, you, you'd give the guy a ride. You'd do whatever. And when it comes to politics, yeah. no way, man. You don't take that jersey yeah. off. Isn't that weird? Exactly. Yeah, it's tragic. It's tragic and it's sad. And it's uh, un-American. Yeah. Um, Jake Wood, author. Is, is this your second book? Third book? Yeah, it's my second book. Second book. Yeah. Okay. This, this one, I'm, I'm really, really proud of this one. And I, I hope your listeners try to pick it up. And, and you know, when you, when you think about listening to, and understanding veteran stories, this, this is one. This will do it for you. Um, it's a, it's a pretty horrific story about, well, go ahead and tell, uh, you watched uh, one of your best friends basically die. Um, it it went off his meds, got depressed and before your very eyes, um, he, he committed suicide, right? Um, well, I, I didn't literally watch, watch him die, but I watched him, you know, I watched his descent towards that, um, yeah, this book is the story of going to war. It's the story of coming home and, you know, in that journey coming home, um, you know, I lost people, you know, to that battle here. Um, and, and ultimately it's the story of how we poured all of that energy into building team work out into what it is today. I guess I shouldn't have said my, I should have chosen my words better. Watched him die. I guess as a friend, you see him slip away and there's mm-hmm. the helplessness of, it's different than, you know, if you lose an arm or a leg, you could see how that person is different. You might not know that person is different mentally or after living through what they lived during service. So was it a tough book for you to write? It was, you know, it it forced me to really process um, all of my experiences over the last two decades, you know, to to not just get those memories down on paper, but really to think through how they impacted me, how I feel about them 15 years after being in combat. And so it was a, you know, it was a really, it was a really powerful process for me to go through and, and, you know, and a challenging one, obviously. Um, Let's talk about football since I mentioned it. What's going on with your Badgers? Jake, what? Oh my God! Can you, can they just get quarantined? I don't. What are they? Are they coughing on each other all day? I, I, don't, I don't get it. What I don't understand is how come the coaches have to stay away for ten days, but the players have to stay away for three weeks? I, I, that is. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you want a Hawkeye shirt? Sense, but we'll, man. we'll send you a Hawkeye shirt if you're ready, Jake. <laughs> Say the word. I feel like Cyclones. Yeah. Can't, no. I. I I could use I could use a Hawkeye shirt. I, I you know we don't want to we don't want to run out of toilet paper again. Oh! Thanks for your service. <laughs> team, team Rubicon could send a team up to Wisconsin and just take care of that problem, couldn't they? <laughs> I can't I can't believe I just said that in Hawkeye country. I'm gonna get skewered. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. This, this year it's uh, almost appropriate. Uh, are you are you in Iowa now or are you out in California? 
I, I live in California now. I, the Marine Corps took me out here, and I, I just managed to, to plant roots out here. Now, you guys may not know, Jake is from Iowa, and he's completely turned his back on us. <laughs> now he's living in California. <laughs> he wipes his butt with, with black and gold. What's Dwayne The Rock Johnson doing on your Twitter feed? Because he ain't on mine. Oh, yeah, tell us about that. Tell us about your... Uh, I saw that... Uh, uh, the Rock. Yeah. Go yeah, go yeah. ahead. Tell the story. How did you do that? Well, well, the Under uh, Under Armour is a big uh, sponsor of ours, and they have uh, a line of clothing that, that is the Rock's clothing called uh, Project Rock. And so, um, you know, he's a big supporter of the military. He always has been. And so, Under Armour worked with his people to to set that up. But I mean, yeah, how ridiculous was that? You know, the Rock in one of our, our <laughs> Team Yukon shirts, mm-hmm. with biceps just ripping through the yeah. sleeves. Yeah, and, might want to make those sleeves elastic. So do you have to talk to him? If he calls, do you go, hello, The Rock? Or do you go, hello, Dwayne? Or is it Mr. Johnson? Or what's up, buddy? Just to play it safe. I, I, you know, you know if, if I ran into him, I'd probably call him Mr. Rock. Mr. I don't know. Rock, Rock. Him, yes. Yeah, that would probably and work then I fine. I foolishly challenge him to a push-up contest or something. Oh, no. All right. Well, happy Veterans Day. Jake Wood, uh, originally from Bettendorf, went to Pleasant Valley, played for the Badgers. Now he's out in L.A. doing uh, – it just was a a great idea that has branched out into – what did you say? 150,000 volunteers uh, taking their skills and using them. In a time of need, whether it's derechos or hurricanes or COVID or, or whatever it is. Taking food to old people who can't get out of their house to go shopping. Like that one guy who isn't really pulling his weight. Right. Volunteer number 139,099. <laughs> He's what we call a civvy. He is uh, you a know, Dwyer or a Michaels. <laughs> Absolutely. The bag boy. Uh, you may not know this, but uh, PV is headed to the Unidome. Of course he knows that. I know. I, oh. Yeah, I do know that. That's amazing. Yep. So proud. Yep. That's, that's really unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's uh, It's been a while. All uh, right, brother. Happy I, Veterans Day. Congrats on the book. Thank you for talking to us. Yeah, can't wait to read the book, Once a Warrior, How a Veteran Found a New Mission Closer to Home. And uh, I'll tell you right now, between you and me, and you certainly don't mean, need me to tell you, but uh, uh, you made Clay Hunt's service worth it. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot. The link for the book is uh, available at twodorks.com. Happy Veterans Day, Jake. Thanks for talking to us. All right. Thanks, John. All right. See ya. Jake Wood. Man. So is that insane picture of of Dwayne Johnson. That's on our website, too. Think about it. What would you... Hey, uh, it's The Rock. He's on the phone for you. Hello, The Rock? (laughs) DJ, what's up? How could you... Like, you got to see the picture. It's... His biceps awesome. are seriously tearing the shirt. It's all at twodorks.com. Uh.